The Vote 2018 podcast is brought to you by First Amendment Media, creators of the Vote 2018 podcast and deep reporting with Rex Carlin. Head on over to firstamendmentmedia.com to check out all the past episodes of both shows and to sign up for the Morning Rex, our email newsletter that launches March 26th. We're really excited about the Morning Rex, so sign up. It's totally free and will be the most content-diverse newsletter you'll ever sign up for. That's the Morning Rex newsletter on firstamendmentmedia.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at the handles at... 1-S-T-A-M-E-N-D Media. That's at First Amend Media and at Rex Carlin. That's at R-E-X-C-A-R-L-I-N for links to all the latest podcast episodes and more. Las Vegas Review-Journal Washington correspondent Gary Martin joins me today to discuss Danny Tarkanian dropping out of the Nevada Senate race and what that means for Dean Heller as he tries to win re-election in November. Let's get started. Danny Tarkanian, Republican candidate, drops from the race. And if you've been following Twitter at all, you've seen that President Trump has sort of had his hands in the mix there as far as uh, steering Tarkanian out of this race. Do we know what sort of impact he actually had in this? Was it directly from him or was he more of a, a peripheral reason for Danny Tarkanian dropping from the Senate race? Well, you know, Tarkinian got early support from Bannon, uh, Steve Bannon, who was kind of doing an anti-establishment kind of crusade and backing some candidates against McConnell, McConnell's PAC, which was behind Heller. Uh, You know, uh, Heller's embraced uh, President Trump now, where he distanced himself uh, in 2016 from him, and he's, you know, praised him for, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the tax cut vote. And what you've seen since then is you've seen the administration come, kind of come behind Heller. Uh, Pence has already been in Nevada, and he's going to appear at a fundraiser in Nevada in April. So the administration was kind of closing ranks with Heller. And I think, you know, they asked Tarkanian earlier if he would get out and consider a different race, and he said no. But once that, tw- that, that tweet came out from the president last week, he went ahead and said, yeah, and jumped into this race that he lost against Jackie Rosen uh, two years ago or in 2016. So uh, it definitely, you know, cleared the field for Heller, uh, who has been considered one of the most vulnerable Republicans facing reelection in 2018. Does this change maybe the demographic of people that would vote for Heller? Does his voting base sort of move to the right there where someone who's a moderate, undecided might go, oh, he's got the backing of Trump now. I'm not sure. What are, what are we seeing there? Or does he just add to the voting base? I think it gives him a chance to kind of uh, make amends with a fractured GOP party there. There are still people that are upset with Heller over the flip-flop and the dance he did on the health care vote, and which Tarkanian was going after him very hard. There was been a lot of you know criticism by Tarkanian about Heller's stance on several issues, and the health care issue was huge there. And so I think this gives, to me, it seems to give Heller a little bit more time to kind of you know, make amends with the base and get them kind of behind him. I think it's still kind of fractured there. But now that the field's cleared, you know, it sets the slate, really, because now they, both candidates just have token opposition. And, you know, it sets the, state, the slate for the general election 
uh, Heller versus Rosen, and it gives him a chance to patch that up. I think it's less about the money, really, for Heller than it is about the time to not have to go into a fractured primary, not get beaten up by a campaign in a, in a, in a party primary that's going to be very critical of him. It eliminates that kind of and it allows him to just to start now is trying to tack a little bit towards center. I was going to ask about that. How much of it, not necessarily a distraction because it is necessary if you have a primary challenge, but how much tougher is that when you have to go up against somebody and your general election competitor theoretically is just sitting there waiting for one of you to sort of come out of it uh, tired, injured, all those things, and they didn't have to go through that same primary struggle. So how much uh, better is it for Heller now that he's sort of on even playing field now with Rosen? It, it definitely allows him to come to tack back. I mean, if you look at Jackie Rosen, she's basically presenting herself as a moderate Democrat. She's done a lot of, uh, she's introduced a lot of bipartisan bills, has had a lot of bills passed, and uh, just today was given an award by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce for pro-growth. So, you know, the de- the Republican line against Rosen is going to be trying to tie her, you know, to um, Nancy Pelosi. Well, on the same token, the Democratic line against uh, Heller is going to be trying to tie him to Trump. But now they kind of get to, you know, Jackie's been able to move toward the middle for a longer time. And this clears the way for Heller to kind of come back there and, and basically focus the fight against both of them, against each other. Uh, have we seen attack ads, things like that, pick up in the recent weeks? That's interesting that you say. You know, that's another thing about Trump getting in here and, and nudging Tarkanian out of this race, is that you were seeing attack ads from the Heller people or from Heller uh, supporters, I mean, against Tarkanian, which, which had to show you that, you know, this thing was tight on the primary side and, and uncertain because there's no other reason to run attack ads unless you want to suppress your 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 opponent's base and his supporters. So there were already attack ads being run by the Heller camp uh, against Arcanian. So you know this is it was a it was a very uh, big move that you saw last week with 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 the president getting involved in the race and pushing Tarkanian into a CD a congressional district that's also considered a toss up. The Senate race is considered a toss-up by Cook Political Report. The CD3 race, which is Henderson and the burbs around Las Vegas, that is also an open race, and Republicans can take that back, too. And as you know, Democrats are trying to take 24 seats to take that House back. That becomes a play seat. For that third congressional race, is that something that Trump and and the Republicans just sort of pushed Tarkinian into? I mean, this is a race that albeit it would be against a different Democrat this time since last time he lost to Jackie Rosen, but this is the same race he lost two years ago. So do they think he's got a real chance there to take that, or are they going, well, this is just a place we can put him and get him out of Heller's way? Well, you know, Jackie won that race in in, in 2016 with just 47% of the vote, and I can't remember offhand what, um, what Tarkanian got in that race, but... Rosen won in a plurality, so it's a competitive seat. It's considered a toss-up seat anyway. It's more, it's a, it's competitive seat. So I really think that, you know, I don't have any empirical information that tells me this, but I would think that that had to be part of their calculation to push him into something that could help him in the house as well. I can't imagine that they didn't think about that. 
Right. Yeah, and it, it does look like he he got forty five point nine percent. I mean, that's a four four thousand four thousand votes decided that race. And yeah, maybe they maybe they're saying, well, you know, he he finished strong two years ago, different different uh, different competition this time, and still a toss up. So, do you think that that played a role in in Trump's tweeting or? I don't know. I, I don't cover uh, the White House or, or Donald Trump, but I'm just sort of wondering there what his thought process is because uh, it doesn't necessarily seem like he always listens to the advisors and the people like that. So I'm sort of wondering, is he on the same page as the actual like Nevada Republicans or what are the thoughts there? I, you know what I think? I think it's bigger than the two Nevada players. I think it's the big chessboard thing. I think he's looking at the whole map. And I think his advisors are looking at the whole map. You know, one of the first things that happened at the first beginning of the year was he went up to Camp David, and he went up there with, with Ryan, and he went up there with the Senate members. And one of the things they talked about was, you know, the upcoming midterm elections. You know, they, they had a success with uh, their tax cut bill. They're touting that, that that's what they're running on. You know, before that, it was a really, it was a really missed year. You know, the Republicans did poorly on fundraising in quarter four. Uh, and one of the things about that was, you know, I think the donor base for the Republican party was just upset with the fact that they didn't get anything. They didn't get, they didn't deliver on Obamacare. They didn't deliver all these things they promised to deliver on. And so the only thing they ended up delivering legislatively was the tax cut plan so and this was on pushing reconciliation votes where they just needed 50 votes in the senate now everything's tougher because they need 60 to overcome the threshold of the of the filibuster so you know i don't see a lot of big legislative wins coming out of, of 2018 particularly before the midterm elections so i mean i think that early that early powwow with the Republicans up at Camp David was to look at the map and kind of see how they were going to go. We've also seen in several elections, too. We've seen a really heavy Democratic interest in Virginia, in New Jersey, and also in Texas. And you don't know how that's going to, if that's going to hold up through the general election, but everybody's very much watching it and noticing it that there is energized Democratic Party right now. So I think they're bracing for that as well. What is the one thing you're looking for in this Senate race between now and general election season? I know June is the primary. Now we don't have a big primary contest. But what's the one thing you're looking for as the next few months develop? I think it's going to be how they define it. I, it here's what I really think. Nevada Senate is a, is a, it's a proxy war. It's just going to be a proxy war. You know, um, Mastel spent... Cortez Maso spent $19 million two years ago. Heck spent about $12 million. But $88 million came pouring in from third-party groups. I think that's. I think you're going to see the same thing here. It's going to be a proxy for, or for the two parties and for ideological groups. So how much money comes racing in quick and how they try to define these two candidates as quick as they possibly can. And you've already you're already going to start seeing it with you know Republicans trying to tie her to Pelosi, and Democrats trying to tie him to Trump, and roll roll the dice on that. And so it's going to be interesting to see the money that comes in and how how fast it comes in and what those ads will look like. All right, thank you so much. Thanks so much, Rex. Thanks for listening, everyone. We're officially on iTunes, so subscribe and listen there at hashtag Vote Twenty Eighteen. 
or you can follow the SoundCloud channel, hashtag Vote2018, and remember to head over to FirstAmendmentMedia.com to check out episodes from Deep Reporting with Rex Carlin and sign up for the Morning Rex newsletter. Deep Reporting with Rex Carlin is now also on iTunes, so subscribe, share, and rate over there as well. Follow us on Twitter on the handles at First Amend Media, that's at 1-S-T-A-M-E-N-D Media, and at Rex Carlin, that's at R-E-X-C-A-R-L-I-N on Twitter for all the latest information. I'm Rex Carlin, and you've been listening to the Vote 2018 podcast.